really great to be here this morning together. Um, and I'm feeling really tempted to eat some of this cake up here. Cause, but yeah, I'll try not to. I want to start with a quote this morning. If you could put the first slide up. This is the famous um, scientist and, and philosopher, Blaise Pascal. And he said that everyone, without exception, is searching for happiness. Everyone on the planet, that's what we're searching for all the time. And I want to look this morning at the question of how do we find deep, true happiness? Because it seems so out of reach. We're going to be looking at how actually we need to find deep healing, which brings deep happiness. And we're going to be looking at this amazing story, which I'm calling the Fellowship of the Mat, which I've stolen off um, someone else's title. The Fellowship of the Mat. And it's this story about this guy who is searching. He's desperate for some happiness and some healing. Life in the ancient world for a paralyzed man would have just been horrendous, if you can imagine it. There was no surgery to try and straighten things or fix things or not really any medicine to help out. Like, how would he have gone to the toilet? This guy would have literally stunk so bad, smelt really bad, even if friends helped him, even if people helped take him to the toilet, giving him water, food, life would have just been awful. No social welfare. You could just imagine each day just relying on someone chucking a, a, a coin down or bringing some water or some food would have been terrible. And also in the Roman world, Disability was seen as a really shameful thing and they would often just put babies to death as soon as they were born if they were disabled. It was just so cruel if you had a disability. But also, as this guy was in the Jewish world as well and that meant that you were a really sinful man if you were, if you were sick. <laughs> so he had everything going against him. There was no hope for this guy in any way apart from one thing. There was one thing in this story which changed everything for this man and that was that he had four friends he had four friends and this friendship was so unlikely these four friends must have worked really hard to be friends with this guy because their lives were so different to his they must have spent lots of time with him they must have been so committed it wasn't convenient for them it was hard for them and for him he probably felt jealous and envious of them at times But he had four friends, and these weren't just any friends. These four friends were special friends. They're the sort of friends that all of us desperately need to get hold of. They are four friends that had one goal for this man's life. We want to see him become deeply happy. We want to see healing in his life. And they knew there was no chance of doing that until they realized that Jesus could do it. And the reason why these four friends were so important was because their one goal was to bring this man to Jesus at any cost, to bring their friend to Jesus. And actually, each one of us has our own map that we're carrying all the time. Some of us, it's hidden on our backs. Maybe we, we don't even know that it's there. Some of us, we're really aware of our map. Our mat just represents our brokenness, our pain. Each one of us is broken in some way, dysfunctional in some way, and 
we also go around hurting other people because of it in some way. Some of us try to hide it all the time. It could be anger problems, it could be addictions, it could be anxiety, worry, depression, a sense of guilt, shame, any of these things. Inadequacy, loneliness. I was so shocked to read that in the UK, one in five people have suicidal thoughts, and that's just normal for them. One in 14 people self-harm. One in 15 people actually attempt suicide in the UK. All of us have a mat that we're carrying around. And on our, our own, there is literally no hope of getting rid of that mat. Life's too busy, life's too hard. So for some of us, our map just just maybe that all our stuff in life, the more material stuff we get, it just never quite satisfies. And there's this hole inside us. Maybe that's your map. But in this story, these friends changed, changed everything. One day they heard that Jesus was in town. And they started to carry their friend on the mat. They decided they had to get their friend to Jesus. But when they, when they got to the house where Jesus was teaching, the crowds, we know, were so huge. You literally couldn't get anywhere near the front door. There was no chance of getting in. Their plans, it looked like, had failed. And for us, it feels like that so often in life. Life is so busy for, for a lot of us, so hurried, so distracted, we're so full of distractions, that really, to be honest, we don't have much hope of getting to Jesus so often because we're so distracted. If we're on our own without friends who are going to help us, there's no chance we're really going to get deep healing from Jesus. We can be near Jesus. He could be over there in a crowded house. But how are we going to get to Jesus to to become deeply happy. There's, to be honest, there's not really any chance if we're by ourselves. But this man had these incredible friends who thought creatively and they were determined. We are going to get our friend to Jesus. So he had this amazing idea of climbing up the steps on the side of the house. which was It was a rude thing to do, to go on someone's roof. And it says in Mark's Gospel, they actually started digging. And I just love this. They were digging through the roof and the roof was made of like clay and um, reeds and tiles and it would have made such a horrible mess. Dust just cascading down. If you just put the next slide on, dust coming down. It would have been really messy. But they saved the day. And there were many other paralyzed people lying around the streets But there was only this one who came to Jesus because he had friends. If you want to become deeply happy, deeply healed, then each one of us, we need to find some friends like this. We need to spend time with friends like this. Because Jesus is here waiting to receive you, waiting, longing to heal you. But the way he set his church in motion, the way he set out his blueprint for his church, is he wants us to bring each other to him for healing. 
This is our passion here at CCB. That we're not here just to be friends, to make each other feel comfortable and nice. We're actually here to carry each other to Jesus in a real way. This is why we're setting up more and more, well, we're trying to set up more and more connect groups, which are groups in people's homes. And also many tiny little groups we're calling formation groups, one-on-one groups or, or groups of three, where you can meet up during the week and just say, how are you doing? Can I pray with you? And maybe ask each other some helpful questions. This is what we're passionate about. This is what we want everyone in the church to do, is let others carry your mat. Please, be, let's be vulnerable. Let's not hide our mats. It means we need to open up. You know, it's painful to be carried on a mat because the chances are I will drop you or you will drop me. We will all drop each other because we're all heavy. It's hard and the road is, the terrain is rough and we're climbing upstairs. We will drop each other, but we've just got to keep picking each other's mats up and forgiving each other and saying, come on, let's help each other. I'm sorry I upset you. Please don't be offended at me. I'm going to offend. We're all going to offend each other. Let's not get offended. Let's just be vulnerable and soft-hearted because we've got to get to Jesus to get healing, to become truly happy. So let's help one another. So Jesus is teaching in the house. Suddenly there's this hole appearing and the dust is cascading down. And, you know, he's probably in just in the middle of one of his best sermons. It's a brilliant moment. And these people have ruined the church service. Ruined it. And, but I just love the fact, it's so refreshing, that Jesus isn't worried about the mess. He isn't at all concerned that this roof is being kind of moved apart. And often in, with church, we, we're so focused on trying to keep things the way they've always been, like neat and tidy like they've been for generations. But actually, in this story, Jesus reveals what he cares about. And what is, think about it in the story, what's the one thing he's passionate about it says he looks up and it says he 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 saw their faith he didn't see the mess or the disruption he was just wowed and amazed at their faith and it wasn't just so much the man on the mat it was the friend's faith and often some of us won't have faith our friend our faith may be struggling or dying out for some reason, that's when we need others. And Jesus seems to, this is an amazing revelation here, that Jesus can actually take our friend's faith instead of ours and do something amazing with it in our lives. So if you're a friend and you've, of someone whose faith is struggling, if you work to bring them to Jesus, Jesus will actually count your faith as valid and do something amazing in their life because of your faith. And then next, Jesus says something really strange. You'd expect him just to launch into healing this man's body and muscles. But he looks at him and he says, Son, son, your sins are forgiven. Why is Jesus so focused on this weird thing of sin? Surely that's not the obvious pressing need. And it's because, and we know this this morning, don't we? We all know this, that actually the real issue in our heart is our pride. It's putting ourselves first. is our rebellion against God, our sin. And each one of us needs that 
And I know most of us here, we've had this already, this once-in-a-lifetime moment where we thank Jesus for dying for us. And Andy's really good at when he meets people who are dying. He always says to them, have you thanked Jesus for dying? And often they say no. And then they do it, and they get saved. They have that once-in-a-lifetime moment where they receive Jesus' forgiveness. And there might be even just one person here this morning who's never done that. And I just plead with you this morning... Thank Jesus for dying for you and invite him in and say you're sorry. Invite him into your life to be your king. (coughs) But Jesus didn't stop there. He didn't just save this man for eternity. He said, okay, son, you can get up now. Fold up your mat. This man who had no muscles, they were wasted away, they were contracted, they were deformed. Jesus heals the muscles, heals the nerves. Heals the joints that were stiff. In a moment he can get up. He has fresh, youthful legs. He folds his mat, never to get on that mat. That mat that he'd lived on his whole life. He was never ever to get on it ever again. And Jesus says, go home. Take your mat and go home. And in my life, and I know it's true for you as well, Jesus has never ever ever disappointed me and I'm so thankful that people in my life again and again have brought me to Jesus have brought my wife to Jesus have helped bring my children to Jesus that's why I love being in church community I'm so thankful for for you and we need to really keep doing this for one another so I'm going to finish there but before I finish I just want to leave two two ways in which we can respond to this. Firstly, we would love every person in this church to be in some sort of group over the next few weeks and, to, and to then to stay in a group. You can shop around, try different groups, but we've got connect groups, that great groups meet in homes, and also these formation groups, which are just like one-on-one or groups of three. We would love each person. So come and see me after if you'd like to get in one of those groups. And if you are someone here today who's never received Jesus into your life, then we'll pray in a moment. But I just want to say to you as well that Jesus wants to be your best friend. He is the ultimate friend who came down from heaven to carry you. And he wants to be your best friend. So let's just close our eyes and let's pray together for a moment. Jesus, we thank you so much. You are the ultimate friend and you modelled it. You modelled friendship. You came down, you gave up your comfort and you carried us. When you went to the cross, you were carrying us. When you rose from the dead, you were carrying us. And we died and rose with you. And I pray for everybody here that they would find a friend to help carry their mat. Please, Lord, help us. And we pray for each person here that they will be able to carry somebody else's mat. Come and give us a passion for discipleship, for helping one another. Help us be a fellowship of the mat, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.